Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, pairing beer and music since 1988. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Listen critically, enjoy responsibly. From WBEZ Chicago and PRX, this is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. 2017 is coming to a close, and as critics, we've been making a list of the year's best records and checking it twice. We'll share our top albums of 2017, plus we'll hear picks from Sound Opinions listeners like you. This was one of my favorite albums of the year. The lyrics are just fascinating. You really feel like you're almost eavesdropping into an intimate conversation. It just really caught me by surprise and would definitely be the most improved, one of the biggest transformations. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions, and uh, Jim, I say unequivocally, this is our favorite show of the year because it's we the best of the year show. For this. Yes, we live for this show. Our top 10 lists of 2017. Uh, we're going to share some of the love this year with not only our listeners, but our Sound Opinions production team. They're going to be chiming in later on in the show. These are the records that meant the most to us that we enjoyed listening to for pleasure over the course of the year. I used to say, if the house was on fire, I would (laughs) grab these albums or CDs and run out right after I saved my wife, Carmel. I I don't got no more physical product, man. It just struck me. It's all Spotify now, so I can't say that. I will say this. These are the records, uh, while I was sitting on the curb watching my house burn down, these are the records (laughs) I would turn to for solace, (laughs) for consolation. Yes, Jim, we've got a top ten list here. We've got many more records that we loved this year that we can't really discuss on this particular show. The whole list will be up at soundopinions.org. We're going to be very selective about what we choose and and play on this particular show. What what is your first uh, selection, Jim? Greg, I'm going to start with a Chicagoan. I'm not being a homer here. I think Vic Mensa is one of the most important voices in hip-hop today. After several lauded mixtapes, he put out his debut album, The Autobiography, this year, and I think it's a stunning success. Uh, Some people have said he is rather emo in the same way that Drake is. Uh, You know, he is sharing... Uh, the depths of his soul. He is admitting his shortcomings. He, uh, over the course of this record, is uh, taking what he calls a genre-free approach to hip-hop. He's all over the map musically. Uh, There's humor, but there's also some some real uh, naked confessional stuff about his flaws and where he's fallen short over the years. Uh, Some great collaborators, and they're all over the map, too. From Weezer to Chief Keef, from Pharrell Williams to uh, Pusha T. But Vix is the voice that comes through loudest and most strikingly. Uh, We did a fine interview with him that's going to run early in 2018. I think this record is going to be a grower on people if they haven't heard it yet. I'm going to go to one of the most quiet songs on this record, Coffee and Cigarettes. It's kind of one of these mid-tempo, emo rap, uh, auto-tuned, moody kind of tracks. Uh, but, but look at what he does with language. 
a shootout in the background as I told you that I love you, a gunshot to the heart couldn't have hit me as hard as you do. You know, he's playing, obviously, off of the violence, the gun violence in Chicago on the south and west sides. He's playing on the violence of a relationship. This is one where he's being turned away. Uh, he's in love with the girl. She's not in love with him. Uh, he's saying, you love your cigarettes more than you love me. Hmm. And this is a tragedy. I, I think it's a, a very striking track. I think the whole album stands up. Vic Mensa, Coffee and Cigarettes from The Autobiography. Coffee and cigarettes Remind me of you, babe You pick me up in your old Buick station wagon With the radio broke I roll the window up You turn the AC on Who knew you'd be so cold Newport's burning on our lips a shootout in the background as I told you that I love you. A gunshot to the heart couldn't have hit me as hard as you did. As hard as you did, no. Ash my cigarette. Waited for your response to burn slowly as a spirit. Who knew you'd be so bold? You were only 17, falling in love with everything. Except for me, except for me, except for me Your cigarettes is burning like a dream And all this money heals everything Except for me, except for me, except for me That is Coffee and Cigarettes by Vic Mensa from The Autobiography. That's at number seven on my top ten, Greg. Also in my top ten, Jim, a uh, really fine album from Vic Mensa. I'm going to go to my number 10 album by the group Priests, their debut album, Nothing Feels Natural. There's a lot of debuts on our uh, top 10 list this year, Jim. A lot of new artists making striking music. Yeah, I love that record too, Greg. It's on my list as well. Uh, You're right, and I don't say that often. (laughs) That's true. You do not say that very often. Nothing Feels Natural is the name of the album. Uh, It took a few years to get together. The the group out of Washington, D.C., a quartet, uh, came together in 2012. Uh, There were numerous uh, near breakups uh, during the making of this record, but I think it made for a better record. Uh, This is a savage critique of capitalism as the epitome of the American dream. We've been sort of sold this idea that capitalism is the goal of the American dream. And and they're basically saying, why? Why does it feel so good to buy something you can't afford? Why is that that the drug? Why have we become a marketing demographic instead of, uh, uh, you know, uh, individuals? It's the American way. You know, why are we viewed as consumers instead of uh, citizens? Uh, These are big questions that this band is playing with. But that, that sounds like a very dry political science class or a civics lesson. And it's not at all. What I love about protest music like this is that you can dance to it. Uh, there's a big gang of four influence here. The rhythm section, I think, is terrific. Every, every track has sort of a groove to it. Uh, so that even if you don't care what they're singing about, you can still sing along with it and you can still dance to it. Uh, the vocalist, Katie Alice Greer, that sneer is one of the signature sounds of 2017. Uh, I also love that uh, corrosive guitar player by one GL Jaguar, uh, that surf meets noise rock uh, sound that they've got going on. The best political albums are the ones you can dance to. Priests, Nothing Feels Natural, with a track called Appropriate, Unsound Opinions.
appropriate from the number 10 album on my list, Nothing Feels Natural by Priest. What do you got next, Jim? I'm going to uh, our old favorite and uh, fan of Sound Opinions, I'm happy to say, Amy Mann. Um, I think you were more struck by mental illness when we reviewed it. We both gave it a buy it when we did it on the show. But I got to say, Greg, this has been a grower on me. I, yeah. I think Amy's records always are subtle, and you, you appreciate them more the more you listen. But uh, this one in particular, after, uh, you know, kind of the pop moves of recent uh, Amy records, Charmer in particular, and, you know, her work with Ted Leo in the both, this one was, uh, you know, quieter. It's very acoustic. It's very stripped down. It's very, two words I don't love, (laughs) singer-songwritery, okay? Yeah. But it's Amy, man. Uh, as, As the title indicates, Mental Illness, I think, uh, Greg, 2017 was a year where many people were battling depression. How do I pick hmm. myself up uh, every day and face the world anew when there are so many reasons to be dragged down? Uh, personally, uh, politically, just in the universe. We have nukes flying. We have uh, California on fire. Uh, we have many situations to despair over. And Amy has no easy answers. I'm going to play a track called Roller Coasters, which obviously metaphorically is about the ups and downs. Uh, you know, she's she's grappling with this and invites us to grapple along with her. Uh, you know, and in the end, sometimes just picking up the guitar and singing is 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 a, a howl in the face of all that would uh, drag down the human spirit. We forget that, you know what I mean? To pick up a guitar and make music is in itself an act of defiance and a celebration of life against the forces of nihilism. Roll it. Is that poetic enough for you? How's that? Do I sounding rock critic enough? You're sounding very rock critic. I love right this now. record. I love it more every time I listen to it, and I've been listening to it since we first reviewed it. Roller Coasters by Amy Mann on Sound Opinions. Roller coasters and Ferris wheels. You like how it feels. Round and round till you lose yourself in the air. Jim DeRogatis' top ten picks, Amy Mann, Mental Illness is the name of the album. Roller Coasters is the song that we just heard. Now it's time to hear from some of our listeners with their favorites of 2017. My name is Shannon, calling from Rochester, New York. My pick for best album of 2017 is Manchester Orchestra's A Black Mile to the Surface. This was one of my favorite albums of the year because it just flowed so seamlessly from beginning to end. I think a lot of people would say that the album is too gloomy, but I find that each song has its own shred 
however small, of hopefulness and the sense that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And as far as a track that really resonated with me, I would have to pick the alien. Can you hear me? What's your name? You could not speak just late amaze it all the damage. As the high school's letting now all the kids saying the same thing that they used to. It's an the song invokes almost like a melancholic nostalgia in me, sad memories that I don't even think I ever had, but I feel what he feels when he sings. I think it could have easily taken itself too seriously on the whole, but the band has grown a lot, I feel, and the album is very mature, and they rein it in enough to keep the entire album honest and beautiful and sincere sounding. Wow, I admire Shannon's passionate uh, expression there. She really loves this record. You know, I thought it was pleasant, but she obviously heard depths I didn't get. Well, I think they're filling the Fleet Foxes void, you know, oh, because yeah. uh, not okay. that Fleet Foxes actually put out a record this year, but I think some of their fans were kind of wondering about the more progressive, arty direction, and this uh, Manchester Orchestra record reminds me of the early Fleet Foxes with the harmonies and the yeah. kind of wistful melodies that... Uh, are somewhat missing from that new Fleet Foxes record. So. Let's hear. Uh, let's hear from another caller, Greg. Hi, my name is Brad. I'm calling from Washington D.C. and my pick for album of the year is Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. Yo, who that boy? Who him is? Him that swear. Stand out guy. Him don't need no chair. Well, what Tyler's record puts together a really broad palette of sounds and of samples from classical strings to horns to a lot of prog rock to just straight ahead beats and combines that with lyrics that are all over the map. The track I would focus on for this album isn't one that's getting as much attention as some of the other sort of initial singles, but I would pick Pothole. My mother warned me that something didn't make my right hand To trust her only my heart and that elder white man His name is Clancy, I fancy him, gotta give him props He have the reason why dealerships even let me cop So now I'm speeding and trying to drop away from the fact That she was right, so I triple left trying to double back The streets are filled with some clues like how I ain't noticed that They up, I see some familiar stuck in the cul-de-sac I pull up, get out, what up? I wanna help, but what you want for some Some shit and really don't want for themselves Now do I stay, do I go? That's my dilemma and traffic is picking up. If I don't leave, I'm gonna get stuck. The lyrics are just fascinating. He talks about being stuck in traffic and pulling over to help somebody, and, and you can't quite tell if he actually talking about help he needed and help people try to give him in the past that he wasn't ready for, or has he learned enough from his mistakes in the past and, and now is ready to help others? A lot of the reviews are focusing on whether this is Tyler's coming out record, this is Tyler's maturing record. To me, I hear it as an artist who has been doing some really unique things and is finally channeling things, but is still pretty torn about being a, a sort of bad boy in hip-hop. only thing I can say, Jim, is who knew that Tyler, the creator, was going to have a career after that initial shock of Odd Future? Yeah, the 2011 it was like shock rap, a, yeah, and it yeah. seemed like a 15-minute play for fame, and yeah. then were they going to be able to sustain their career? Lo and behold, Tyler, the creator, is playing festivals. He's put out multiple albums now. 
seems to be maturing his sound, broadening his sound in a way that maybe no one could have predicted. The new sincerity, which is only in spots on this record, is kind of hard to square with the vileness of his past. But that's me! I think Brad made a good case. After a short break, we'll share more of our selections for the top albums of 2017. Plus, we'll hear from more of our loyal listeners and our producers. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My partner is Greg Cott. We are revealing our best albums of 2017. But before we delve back into our choices from our top 10 lists, let's hear from some people who are integral to Sound Opinions that you rarely hear from, our producers. We're going to start with Alex Claiborne. Alex, this better be good. What do you got? <laughs> you know, Jim, I'm going to bring it. I'm ready. All right. What uh, do you got? What's, your, what's, what's your number one record of the year? I'm kind of the resident popist at Sound Opinions. I kind of get some crap from it uh, now and again. But for me, a great pop album, just smart lyrics, a clean sound is really important. And that's why my album of the year is Lord's Melodrama. Uh, better that than Taylor Swift. We you know both what? We both liked Melodrama. Melodrama, I think, is a great record. It's a really interesting example of what a young artist can do in this contemporary pop landscape. So the track I actually picked um, was Supercut, which is towards the end of the record. And I think it's a good example of what Lord does really well on this album. So I fall into continents and cars All the stages and the stars, I turn all of it to just a super cut Cause in my head, in my head I do everything right When you call, when you call I forgive and I fight Because all of the moments I play in the dark We were wild and fluorescent Come home to my heart In your car the radio up In your car the radio up We keep trying to talk about us Slow motion, I'm watching our love I'll be your cry so what Supercut does well, and it kind of exemplifies what the rest of the album does well, is it kind of walks this tightrope of maturity and youthfulness. So Lord, I always think of her as kind of an old soul. She's very emotionally mature for being only like 21 years old. And it, this song is all about sort of remembering all the good times in a relationship or something that happened to you, and then slowly sort of remembering those things that made everything go wrong. So I'm going to quote some lyrics that illustrate really well this really beautiful imagery that Lord creates and this intense feeling that I think the listener experiences. So she says, I'll be your quiet after 
afternoon crush be your violent overnight rush, make you crazy over my touch. And I think that is a good example of Lord really taking language and using these smart pop lyrics to sort of further the song. She's so in touch with her audience because she's very normal in comparison, I think, to a lot of super polished pop singers. She really is herself. She has, you know, Yelp reviews of onion rings from different restaurants. <laughs> she's just like, at the end of the day, she's just weird and awkward as far as a production standpoint. I think Jack Antonoff, this is a good example of some of his best work in that he can have the super clean, upbeat track, but also have Lord's very much downer lyrics and somehow come out on top with just a slick, clean track that I think is a really good example of sort of a millennial love song in 2017. Thanks, Alex. Thank you guys for having me. Let's go to the boss, Brendan Banizak. What, what are you? Is it a ska record, Brendan? It is not. <laughs> well, you're going to keep us in suspense? What is it there? <laughs> so the album that I picked is After the Party, which is the fifth album from a group called The Menzingers, which is a four-piece pop-punk band from Scranton, Pennsylvania, by way of Philadelphia. So Menzingers always had a couple things going for them in the form of their, their songwriting team of, of Greg Barnett and Tom May, a couple of smart literate writers. Um, they often have a nice harmony that shows up on their, their records, something you don't find on a lot of punk records. And with that, there are quotes from Shakespeare, Kerouac, Nabokov, along with name <laughs> drops of bad religion and minor threat. And this it is, all works is, together. This is very public radio of you. You know that. It's a bit public radio, I guess, in that respect. Um, but this is an album that finds them kind of at that point of, of coming to adulthood and responsibility. It's like sort of the classic 20s into 30s record. And the first song starts asking that question quite literally, what are we going to do now that our 20s are over? Everyone's asking me over and over. And that's a motif that continues throughout with songs about seeing old friends getting married, uh, being kept awake at night thinking of your own failings. Uh, this song, Midwestern States, is a song about a young couple down on their luck with some really specifically millennial problems. They're underemployed. They're stuck with mounting students. In debt, and it's all while they're <laughs> hopping couches across the country. Why is this pop-punk band different than all the other pop-punk bands that are out there in the universe right now? I think it comes down to this thing. They fall into this category, which is not, it's going to sound horrible, this idea of sort of mature punk. You know, sort of gone are the party songs, and replaced with it are these ideas of self-doubt, nostalgia, existential crises, all within the power chord. So the anthemic energy is there, but it's sort of taking on weightier issues. Um, that I think people can wrestle with and everyone has sort of been through at some point. Thank you, Brendan. Get back to work, Thanks, please. guys. What do you got next on your top ten list, Greg? Jim, I want to go to my number nine record, Moses Sumney, Aromanticism, the debut album by Moses Sumney, another debut album by a new artist in 2017. Although this is an artist I have been seeing perform live for a number of years, uh, entrancing voice. Uh, usually we'd get up on stage with an electric guitar and a bunch of foot pedals, and would uh, loop his voice into these beautiful choirs that would uh, 
back up his uh, self-made arrangements on stage, and he's translated that sound to a equally beautiful, uh, if somewhat disturbing, record. Uh, this concept of aromanticism, th- that's a word that basically connotes the absence of love in a romantic relationship. In other words, you have a relationship with somebody, but you don't really love them. And he's wondering if he's consigned in, in his entire life to have a series of relationships like this, and wondering if it's an unfair expectation that society imposes upon us that you you are destined to fall in love and you need to fall in love. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. So he's sort of wrestling with some really big existential issues here and at the same time creating his own world of sound around it. Uh, that voice, I keep going back to Sumney's voice, I, I think it's uh, it's one of the most beautiful and also otherworldly voices I've, I've heard this year. But he's basically created this entire record out of his voice and guitar and created these sumptuous uh, arrangements around it. It's a, it's a sad record. It's a beautiful record. It's one of those records that leaves you uh, thinking about what it's saying uh, for weeks after you hear it for the first time. And after seeing him live, it only, uh, again, uh, playing the songs from this record, uh, it only uh, underlined my belief that this is one of the best records of the year. Uh, This is a track from it called Lonely World by Moses Sumney on Sound Opinions. That is my number nine album by Moses Sumney, Aromanticism. The track is called Lonely World. I know you uh, have a very different opinion. I, this I tried. I you, you were raving about this record all year, and I listened uh, numerous times in different sets and settings, and uh, I never doesn't shared d- your Doesn't do it for you. There's even some Eno in there. Yeah. There's more than a little Eno, but it, it did not kick in. I was wondering if we were going to get an Eno reference in this show. Yeah, of I'm, course. I'm happy it's that the year-end show. Um, you know, we do not compare lists. We argue about music all year long, so we have a sense sometimes where each other is going. Uh, this is a band both of us were enormously fond of, Downtown Boys. We reviewed their second proper album, Cost of Living, when it came out. I will say I got to them first. I was a fan of uh, Full Communism, the 2015 album, and I saw them at South by Southwest in 2016. They blew me away. Uh, you had the line from our our review. You said A Wall, the opening track on this album, was the song of the year. Uh, and, and it's hard to argue with that uh, in a year where there was so much talk about that wall. And with a band fronted by Victoria Ruiz, uh, it's a multiracial bilingual sextet from Providence, Rhode Island. They are fighting racism, 
homophobia, the prison industrial complex. Mm -hmm. You said before, the greatest political records are the ones you can dance to. Certainly, Downtown Boys uh, is danceable. They are fun. They are joyous. Uh, You know, cost of living, uh, full communism. Those album titles, you'd think this is preaching. It's not. It's celebratory. It's the best saxophone in (laughs) rock and roll uh, since X-Ray Specs, I think. Uh, And a saxophone, you know, it can be it can go wrong so easily. There are so many things I love about this album. I think the most uh, attention has been paid to the most political songs. But, uh, you know, the second song on the, on the record, I'm Enough, in parentheses, I Want More, I think is Victoria having a dialogue with herself. Mm-hmm. She is a strong, self-empowered woman who is going to take no guff from anyone in any setting on any subject. But like all of us, she's wondering, uh, you know, am I... Deserving of being loved. And I think that there's a frailty there uh, that that's beautiful, especially when combined with the ferocity of the music. I'm Enough, I Want More from Downtown Boys. My number one and number two records were tied this year. Our whole list will be up on soundopinions.org. Downtown Boys. That is I'm Enough, I Want More from Downtown Boys, Cost of Living, one of Jim DeRogatis' favorite records of 2017, also on my top ten Where, where is well, it at, at yours? It is number five. I, fantastic yeah. record. We both love it. Uh, that is a great pick, but now let's hear from some more of our listeners about their favorite albums of the year. Hello, my name is Scott. I'm calling from Evansville, Indiana, and my choice for favorite record of the year is by the XX. Uh, their latest record called I See You. I'm in love with it, intoxicates it. I was a fan of their first two records quite a bit, but this third album is a real confident sounding record from them. I think by far their most confident sounding record. Um, you really feel like you're almost eavesdropping into an intimate conversation between vocalists Romy, Madley, Croft, and Oliver Sim. One track I could pick that best exemplifies this it would be the track I Dare You. A rush of blood is not enough. I need my feelings set on fire. Now I'm deep. Side by side, and I know that you want to. 
I think that really sets it apart from a lot of records that, that you'll hear over the year that will just have, you know, the one main vocalist. Here you've got the two vocalists going back and forth, and it feels like a real conversation you're listening in on. Not only do you have that working, but in the background you have Jamie XX kind of laying down this dreamy soundscape underneath everything, which I think makes it a very unique record. Great description by Scott of the XX. Uh, I love that band too, Jim, although I have to say that the third album is not as impressive to me as the first two were, particularly the first one, uh, where they kind of laid out that sound. I feel that this is kind of an elaboration on a really cool sound, but I'm not sure that they're taking it uh, anywhere new yet. I think uh, I liked it more than you did when we reviewed it, but Scott did a darn good... You he know, did. everybody... They, uh, we always say this, that everybody's a critic, and we, we believe it. They're proving it. They're proving our, it, our yeah. Our uh, yeah. are proving it, I think we've again. pretty much sucked on this show, but people are being... <laughs> Let's hear another listener. This is Michael, and I'm calling from L.A. My pick for one of the top albums of 2017 would be Rainbow by Kesha. I found a rainbow Rainbow, baby, trust me, I know Life is scary, but just put those colors on, girl Come and play along with me tonight It just really caught me by surprise and would definitely be the most improved, one of the biggest transformations. I feel like her previous work has been cheesy pop, hip-hop. Um, over the course of all that, produced this like record that showed just so much maturity and growth and I think it just shows in just the way just even the quality of her singing I think the track that really sort of embodies sort of the best is Hunt You Down got this basic beat that's the that heavily emphasized an exited eighth note followed by two sixteenth notes that I mostly associate with Johnny Cash. So bum pick up bum pick up bum pick up bum. It's just she does it like really solidly, I think, and but kind of makes it her own. The lyrics are like in this Anglo Appalachian folk tradition of this woman making it very clear that her no good Keaton man better get in line or else. Really there's a lot of spirit and authenticity, but also there is still definitely that sassy wink and a lot of joy. Some pretty good takes, Greg, from our producers and listeners. And now we want to hear from you. What is your favorite album of 2017? Call our hotline, 888-859-1800, and leave us a message. You can also connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. Up next, our top contenders for the best albums of 2017, in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX.
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Codd, and I'm here with my partner, Jim DeRigatis. This week, we're sharing some of our favorite albums of the year, one of our favorite shows of the year, and we want to share the wealth this year for sure. Uh, we want to hear from our producers once again. Ayana Contreras is here. Ayana, what have you got as your album of the year? So was it Zappa who said that jazz isn't dead, it just smells funny? Was that a Zappa quote? <laughs> you know, I, Wait a minute. A lot of quotes get attributed to Frank that actually were said by other people, yeah. but he, he would have said them. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, I think, have this misconception that jazz is sort of a dying art. Um, but there's really a great vanguard of wonderful music that's coming out that's sort of almost a fusion of jazz and R&B and funk sounds uh, a lot of it is even based right here in chicago there's a label called international anthem puts out a lot of stuff and they put out my pick which is the self-titled debut of a group called bottle tree Um, bottle tree super exciting it's a it's a great mix for me of uh, jazz and electronic sounds and just really straight up soul from the the lead vocalist coltrane who's i think a really wonderful lyricist coltrane is the name of the vocalist yes (laughs) c-o-u-l-t-r-a-i-n That's cool. So he's out of St. Louis, really wonderful, Uh, really idiosyncratic vocalist, just really great. And then uh, there's a, I don't know what you would call him, but he's sort of a Svengali behind the scenes doing a whole lot called Ben Lamar Gay. He he played in the AACM, which is a a free jazz enterprise that's been here in Chicago for 50 years. Legendary. So, and an Italian drummer named Tommaso Moretti, and they put out this really... I don't know, for sure, definitely one of my picks. Um, and the song off of their, actually their lead single is called Open Secrets, this polyrhythmic thing that kind of is a little bit jarring because it's so polyrhythmic, but I just can't get enough of it. Dazzling brilliance, illumination on the transcendental satisfaction. Bursting from the center of the sleeping one. Black nakedness, dancing, erotic, whirling, baptizing the moonlight with her tongue. Oh, that's great stuff, Ayana. I uh, hear a little Sun Ra orchestra stuff. Space is the place at the yeah. start there, and. Uh, there's a, a whole thread of bands in Chicago right now that are combining electronic music with juju and Afrobeat and all these kind of exotic elements. So they seem to be very much in that school of multi-genre type of groups. Right, like the Eternals. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting music coming out right now. It's an exciting time to be here. Ayana's way too cool to work on this show, Greg. But, <laughs> but thank you, Ayana. She does work on this show, thank you. That was one. Yeah, we are lucky. Thank you, Ayana. Thanks, guys. Next up, we have yet another Sound Opinions producer, Evan Chung. Evan, welcome. Thank you, guys. What do you got for us as your favorite album of 2017? Well, I am going to really bring the party down with this one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to nominate A Crow Looked at Me by Mount Erie. Uh, Mount Erie is a project of a guy named Phil Elverham. Uh, used to record as the microphones. He's been around since the 90s. And this album is about his wife, Genevieve Castre, who is a graphic novelist and a musician who died last year of pancreatic cancer. She was 35 at the time. They had a daughter mm-hmm. who was a year and a half. Obviously a very sad moment in his life. And he wrote about it in this really extraordinary and, and moving memoir of an album that sort of, sort of takes him through his grief and the moments of the death and it it's works as this very cohesive 
piece that juts around chronologically, but it all adds up. It's, it's, it has a narrative to it, mm-hmm. but, you know, the pieces of the narrative comes in drips and drabs. You know, things will be referenced in one song that you don't fully understand until a few songs later, and ultimately you end up with this very moving, devastating portrait of what the illness was like, what the relationship was like, and how he's been coping raising his daughter since she died last year. Yeah, if you're looking for an album that you listen to over and over again, this is not it because it's just too draining. But if you do go but you, through you're it... you're dragging people down during the holiday season, Evan. <laughs> but it's, it's real. It's real life. And this song called Real Death um, is a good example of what Phil Elrum does lyrically on this album, which is not so much sort of grand pronouncements about life and existence, so there's some of that. It's more of these collections of really small, heartbreaking moments in his life. Mm-hmm. And in this song, he talks about going to the mailbox and seeing that he's still getting mail addressed to his wife after her death. A week after you died, a package with your name on it came, and inside was a gift for our daughter you had ordered in secret and collapsed there on the front steps. I wailed. A backpack for when she goes to school a couple years from now You were thinking ahead to a future you must have known Deep down would not include you Though you clawed at the cliff you were sliding down Being swallowed into a silence that's bottomless and real and that's just track one. So setting you up, this <laughs> There's is There's a not, whole album of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not a, a party record. Heavy, heavy doesn't quite do it justice, I suppose. It's one of those records, I would imagine, if you're... You can't put this on just any time. No. You have to be in a particular place to be able to... Uh, just absorb the punch that you're going to get every time you listen to it. For sure. And I think there's going to be a lot of people who, unfortunately, are at a place in their life when this record's going to mean a lot to them. Sure. Yeah. Great, uh, great pick, Evan. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Greg, we're going to get uh, back to our top ten list. Let's wrap them up. Uh, you're at, uh, where are you at on your list? Jim, I'm going to go to my number three album, Kendrick Lamar's Damn. This record, uh, you know, is is one of the few records on either one of our lists that is actually going to get some heavy love at the uh, the Grammys this year. Yeah, uh, unusual. I think it's getting number that three sort of on both of our recognition. lists. Yeah, he's put out three extraordinary albums in a row. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City, the debut album, To Pimp a Butterfly in 2015, and now Damn. And I, I heard one person refer to Kendrick when his uh, raft of Grammy nominations uh, came up the other day as saying, well, it's like go- listening to the History Channel or going to the gym. It feels like work. It feels too much like a chore mm. to listen to him. He's a very serious artist, but I just don't get the pop element. I don't, you know, there's not a melody there. Would you people know? say that about a Curtis Mayfield? I don't, you know, I don't know, Jim. I, I have to say, though, there, there's some extraordinary pop music on, on this record, as well as the fact that he's dealing with some very big subjects. When this record came out, it was hard to avoid the fact that all of the titles of the songs are in capital letters. And they're big subjects, big questions, loyalty, pride, lust, fear. I mean, he's asking, what, it, what does it mean to be humble? The question of nature versus nurture in a song like DNA. I mean, these are like big subjects. The idea of God comes up a lot in this record. Mm-hmm. And what is the meaning of love? Uh, and that's what I'm going to play here as an illustration of the fact that he could write a flat-out great love song. Here is a subject that has been probably the single greatest topic 
in pop music history. Love, right? And what what new can be said? What else is left? Yeah. And here's Kendrick Lamar writing a song about it, and 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 really exploring this this nature of what is the meaning of love. He's he's had a partner uh, since he's been in high school, and he's exploring this whole idea of what this kind of long term relationship can and will mean and how you define love. Very simple title, very complex song. Love from Kendrick Lamar, the new album is Dan on Sound Opinions. If I didn't ride blade on curve, would you still love me? If I'm in my mind at work, would you still love me? Keep it a hundred, I'd rather you trust me than to love me. Keep it a whole one, don't got you, I got nothing. Hey, I got something. Hold up. Kendrick Lamar with a track called Love from my number three album of the year. Damn. Jim? Yeah, number three for both of us, Greg. It's an extraordinary record. I think there's no denying in the terms of uh, culture this year. Two movements that mattered, uh, Black Lives Matter and the hashtag Me Too response to the floodgates opening uh, with sexual harassment, sexual assault charges. Uh, It's a watershed moment, I think. And I think when we look back at 2017, the records that resonated most, they're going to be records like Kendrick Lamar and the two I had tied. It was neck and neck down to the end, Greg. Mm -hmm. Downtown Boys, I already highlighted with the regrets. You know, what's extraordinary about this band, led uh, by Lydia Knight, who was only 15 years old when she started with this idea of what would happen if I combined Bikini Kill <laughs> with the Renettes. Mm-hmm. All right? I mean, she wasn't around for either of those bands, obviously, not the girl groups of the 60s, but, you know, you know, Bikini Kill's like a, a myth in the distant past for mm-hmm. her. You know, this notion of super melodic but super angry punk rock uh, or very angry pop uh, Mm -hmm. that takes on the issues of what it's like to be a young woman in 2017. She is singing about stretch marks and being misshapen. Mm -hmm. And and she's singing about her acne and greasy hair. She is raging on some songs. She is making us laugh on others. I think it's just a brilliant uh, synopsis of what it's like to be a young woman facing these challenges today in our culture, Mm -hmm. which you know, should be far beyond where we are, sad mm-hmm. to say. But her response is not to lose hope. Mm-hmm. It, it's to rage in the face of that machine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play the opening track on the album, I Don't Like You. Women should have the right to say that mm-hmm. to anybody who would put them down. I don't like you. I, I <laughs> like you, Greg. But The Regrets, my album of the year. Feel your feelings, fool. You have to put the exclamation point in on Sound Opinions.
The regrets. I don't like you. Feel your feelings, fool. I just love saying that. You got to do it with the exclamation point. All right, that is my album of the year, Greg. I will give you the uh, once a year when I'm allowed to play drums on this show. Drum roll. I want to know your album of the year. I had to go with the record that really started the year for me and held through as sort of a soundtrack. Uh, Run the Jewels uh, 3. The third Run the Jewels record, obviously. Run the Jewels, Killer Mike and LP. This kind of uh, a veteran tandem of hip-hop artists who had very respectable solo careers, but mm-hmm. something happened when the two of them got in a studio together for the first time and created something that had a, an energy all its own. Uh, and they've made three wonderful albums, and I think the best is three. You uh, mentioned a couple of notable hashtags that I think defined a lot of this year's music. Me Too, Black Lives Matter. I would add a third to that, and I think this record embodies it, and that is Resist, hashtag Resist, uh, which came about in the immediate aftermath of President Trump's travel ban, effectively uh, the travel ban against Muslims uh, in the country in, in January and has sort of become a, a calling card for we're not going to take it anymore, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in this nation. I think there's a sense of despair that grew out of the election in, in 2016 among a, a significant segment of the population. Like, we've lost, we're, we're defeated, we're not being heard. And I'm talking about the voices of the voiceless people in this society feeling as that they had no voice anymore. And this is a record that's basically saying, you do have a voice and you can use it. This is not about revolution in the streets as much as a revolution of the mind. It's sort of a no, uh, you know, don't have any doubts about yourself and whether or not you matter. You do matter, and you can only matter if you speak up about it. I think it's an incredibly empowering thing to say, especially in that very uh, confused and anxious atmosphere that followed the election in 2016 and, and played itself out uh, continuously. You you turn on the news in the morning or read uh, the, the headlines in the morning, and there's a new wave of doubt and anxiety that's washing over you. Uh, this is the album you listen to uh, as a counter to that. Sometimes it comes in three waves over the course of the day. You think you're done, and then news is breaking at 7 p.m. It's incredible. And here's an album with real power, two brilliant lyricists, two brilliant MCs over the top of uh, LP's production, which continues to sort of reinvent itself as being uh, avant-garde and yet uh, very catchy and very danceable. Uh, it's a great record, and a, a record that I played more than any single album in, in 2017. Uh, Run the Jewels 3, here's a track from it called Talk to Me on Sound Opinions. We return from the depths of the bad man With a gun and a knife and a waistband With the war with the devil and Shaytan He wore a bad toupee and a spray tan So high now, hoping that I land On a Thai stick, moving through Thailand On the radio, heard a plane hijack Government being that like they cook crack I'm moving the world of conspiracies Obey no rules, I'm doing me Smoke kush, transport to the airport Customs trying to join in my passport Full cash and I gave him what he asked for This was America Small bride made it back into America Hit Uber and maneuvered out the area Rhyme animal, pitbull, terrier Rap terrorist, terrorized, teared up Brought gas in the matches to flare it up Militant Michael, Michael, psycho On any ally or rival Born black that's dead on arrival My job is to fight for survival In spite of these all lives matter as wifeo This is spiritual warfare that you have been dealing with This is not a fight that you have been dealing with Touch your blood But this is a fight against principalities And evildoers And unclean spirits RTJ3 Mark. 
Talk to me from Run the Jewels 3. It's an album I liked quite a bit, Greg. Good for you. I mean, you know, a lot of people take uh, Run the Jewels for granted because they're older. They've been around. They're established. Uh, we're, we're a long time into their careers. I had a couple like that on my list. Uh, the Feelies and Wire, I think, both put out extraordinary albums this year. If you want to see our entire list, you can go to soundopinions.org. What is on the show next week, Greg? Next week, Jim, we asked the musical question, can the best of rock criticism be considered serious literature? As always, we have some thank yous to say. It was good to hear our producers on air this week. Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banaszak, Evan Chung, Alex Claiborne, and Ayana Contreras. Hello, operator. Get me Echo Valley 26809. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. Hey guys, this is Paul Daniels calling from Rochester, Minnesota. I just listened to the podcast with the feature on the bass six. Uh, great feature, uh, really overlooked instrument. But a great song that features the bass six is the solo for The Race Is On by George Jones. And I think it's Kelso Hurston uh, that was the player on that. It's a great uh, reverb-drenched solo in the middle of that song. Thanks. Bye. Hi. My name is Lindsay Verrill, and um, I play the basics. Um, I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm in a band called Moonsicles. I was getting in my car to drive home from a gig. My bass six is in the back seat, and I heard your uh, segment. It was badass. So keep up the good work, and bass six is the best instrument out there. Thanks. Bye. Hi, Jim and Greg. This is Dan from Berlin, Pennsylvania. Another Fender bass six player that I've mentioned uh, is the late Jack Bruce. We used it in the Fresh Cream album and the single I Feel Free, where you can really hear some nice repeated bass riffs and some melodic sections. It really cuts through in the mix. Enjoy the shows. Take care. I can walk down the street, there's no one there. Though the pavement's a one huge crowd. I can drive down the road, my eyes don't see. But my mind wants to cry out loud. Hey guys, love the tidbit on the basics. Although in Nashville, where I am a musician and work and play, we do just call it baritone guitar, dot, dot, dot. The absolute best use of the basics slash baritone guitar in extant music today is the intro to Leanne Womack's Little Past Little Rock. That song, iconic. One of the best driving songs there is. Thanks, guys. Yeah, my name's Bill from Collingswood, New Jersey. Just called about um, the recent episode about Songs of Thanks. One song I always thought did a great job of capturing that kind of uh, thankfulness, but also being very realistic, Bowling for Soup, My Hometown. Here comes a shout-out. 
I'm not a musician, but it always seemed like that song must capture uh, the struggle that musicians have touring, support, family and friends, as well as, you know, the classic, oh, you got to represent your hometown, even if they're not supporting you. So uh, keep up the good work. Thanks. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. This is Jeff from Long Island, and uh, you said uh, that you thought Led Zeppelin's Thank You was a goofy song. Well, I've got my goofy pop thank you song. Andrew Gold's Thank You for Being a Friend. It might be a goofy pop song, but it's a great message. And Andrew Gold, uh, kind of an underrated uh, session guy who uh, wrote tons of hits and uh, really, sadly, uh, just died about six years ago. But uh, nonetheless, uh, thank you for being a friend. Great message, great song. Love the show. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you guys. You would see the biggest gift would be for me And the card attached would say thank you for being a friend No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.